and this is morning prayer. God bless you today and welcome. Uh, as you come in, just say hello and I will greet you. Uh, let me make sure that we are on and that we're good. Yep, we are good. So as you come in, just say hello and I will say hello back to you. Uh, it is good morning. Good morning, Mr. Rob. God bless you today. It is our time. It's 930 uh, and it is uh, November the 28th. Goodness, November the 28th. Uh, we're almost out of November and into December. My granddaughter's counting. She's like six more days the other day. And I'm like, and, and we know all of it's about Christmas. But she's like, six more days. And we're like, it's not six more days till Christmas. She's like, no, it's six more days till December 21st. I'm like, okay. <laughs> she just wants to be in December. And so she's been counting down. She's been counting down. Uh, and so uh, 6.30, so Washington State. All right. So uh, that's early in the morning. <laughs> uh, welcome this morning. Glad you could join us early and start your day with us. Hallelujah. Uh, this morning I was reading uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58, and I'll read it to you out of the New King James. It says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Uh, this is Paul writing to the church in Corinth. We've talked about the church in Corinth, uh, uh, in church a few times, uh, how Corinth was an area that Paul chose to have that church, to pioneer that church. And they came out of, uh, you know, they, they did not live, uh, godly. <laughs> they, they were, in fact, if there was a drunkard, uh, in that region, they were known as a Corinth <laughs> because they knew how to party. They knew how to, how to sin. Uh, and so, um, he, he, he's talking to the church and he's talking to, he's calling them his beloved brethren and he's telling them to be steadfast. Uh, and so I looked up some of these words. I like to get more clarity on things. So I looked up some of these words and I'll just read them to you in, in, they come out of the Greek. Good morning and happy Monday to you, Ivan. God bless you today. Uh, so it says to be steadfast and what that means, uh, again, I'm looking this up in Greek, uh, properly sit or well seated, morally fixed, firm in purpose, securely positioned, not given to fluctuation or moving off course. And so that's what he's telling them. Beloved, uh, therefore my beloved brethren in first Corinthians 15, 58, uh, be properly seated, well seated morally fixed, firm in your purpose, securely positioned and not given to fluctuation or moving off course. Good morning, Maria. God bless you today. And then he says, be immovable. And that word is grounded without movement or change of status, not move from its place, firmly persistent, always in at all times. And then it says, always abounding in the work of the Lord. So abounding is over and above. I exceed the ordinary or I exceed the necessary overflow abundance, go beyond the expected measure. What goes further? 
And then when it talks about the work of the Lord, it talks about being employed by him actions or deed that, uh, someone carries out completely an inner desire, intention, or purpose. Remember, it says that we are called according to his purpose. Amen. That says that in Romans chapter 8, 28. And so it, then it says, uh, knowing that your labor is not in vain. So it says, uh, knowing to be aware uh, it says to have seen or perceived. So, uh, to become learned, conscious, recognizing and understanding that your labor and that's intense labor. When you look this word up, it talks about intense labor with trouble. <laughs> it's not just, Oh, I'm working for the Lord. It's intense labor because why there's opposition. When you work for the Lord, there's opposition. We live in a world that opposes, uh, the work of the Lord in many instances. And so it says that it's not knowing that your labor is not in vain. It's not worthless. It's not empty. It's not ineffective. It is of no value or profit. It does profit. It does have value. And so this verse of scripture speaks of being consistent in what we do for the Lord and what he's called us to do on a daily basis. He tells us to exceed the necessary, to go beyond the expected measure. This is an attribute of God. When we hear the word overflow, that's who God is. It says my cup runs over and he's the cause of that. Uh, and it says that, uh, he, he goes beyond all that we could ask or think. And then it talks about how, uh, he came to, uh, Jesus came that we might have life to the full till it overflows. That means, you know, he starts pouring and we're like, Oh, 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 you're at the top of the cup. And he says, I know. And he keeps pouring. And then it says his grace is sufficient for us is. And then it says more than enough. That's the attributes of our father. That's his character. And it tells us to be the same way. I don't do enough to just get by. I exceed that. Uh, it's one of the coaches that said, there's no uh, traffic jams on the road to the extra mile. I think it was Vince Lombardi that said that. There's no traffic jams on the road to the extra mile. Why? Because not everybody does more than they need to do. And so, uh, but that's, that's the attribute and character of God. He goes beyond, uh, what we could ask or think. And that's what Paul is calling us to do, to come to a place where on a daily basis, we're consistent in doing above and beyond. We're consistent in going that extra mile. We're consistent in going beyond the expected, beyond the necessary, and then, uh, because why? Cause we're employed by the master, by God himself. We're employed by him and we carry out his purposes the way he carries out his purposes. And so, uh, we said in Romans eight twenty eight, we are called according to his purpose. Our work for him is not ineffective or of no value or profit. Galatians six, nine tells us don't grow weary in well-doing or lose heart in doing good that inspires or motivates others to do good and embrace what's good and right. It tells us don't grow weary in these things. Good morning, Maricon. God bless you today. Hallelujah. We're glad you could join us. Hallelujah. And so, or I should say good evening to you. 
Hallelujah. Uh, so uh, it tells us uh, in Galatians 6, 9, these are the words that come up in Greek when you read it. Uh, it talks about uh, not being weary or losing heart in doing good. And the doing good is towards uh, inspiring and motivating someone else to do good. So we do so good uh, in terms of not, I'm not talking about being good. You understand? I'm talking about carrying out the works of God, doing what he does. When we do that, we inspire others to do the same. Good morning, Jessica. God bless you today. Thanks for joining us. Uh, and so we motivate them. And it says, for at the right season, the suitable or favorable moment, opportune time, we will harvest or gather, hallelujah, will gather if our well-doing for the Lord, uh, if we don't let go of that, if we don't loosen our grip on that, if we don't succumb or become exhausted to the point of facing uh, or of fainting, uh, then we will, will reap, will harvest, will gather. Amen. And so that's what we want to do as children of God, as believers, as Christians, you know, whatever we call ourselves, followers of Christ, what we consistently and persistently do is what will bring about results. Uh, in the manner in which we do things is the manner in which we'll harvest things. If the, the word tells us, if I sow generously, I'll reap generously. And it doesn't just mean money. Cause I think a lot of times when we hear sowing and reaping, our mind automatically goes to finances. That's part of it, but that's not all of it. It says, whatever a man sows, he'll reap. And then it says with the measure that he sows is the measure he will reap. Well, if I do something consistently and I go above and beyond what is necessary, then that's the measure that I will harvest what I'm sowing. So, you know, we, we can see this in the natural realm. It works this way. You, I can use this example and most women who are on here, men, I ain't counting you cause y'all, you have your own thing, but for women, I'll use one that we know well, weight loss. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> uh, holidays are coming. So, so here's the thing. If I'm consistent with eating right and exercising and I'm consistent and I do every day, I do it. I'm going to see results. Now, now if I go on vacation and I go on vacation and I'm in vaca vacation mode, I have a decision to make because consistency is great when there are no com competing commitments or competing desires. Um, when I, I'm just going where I'm doing, I have my meal prep on Sundays, nothing is getting in the way, I can be consistent. But persistence comes in when there's something that opposes that consistency. So, okay, I'm going on vacation. It took me two weeks to lose five pounds. I'm going on vacation. Is it worth me eating the way I want to for those five days on vacation and knowing that I'm probably because of how our bodies are going to gain that five pounds or more. <laughs> I'm probably going to do that. And so, uh, if I, if I, I have a decision to make, am I going to be 
consistent while on vacation. That would mean I'm going to be persistent because it's not worth it. I want to not come back and, and have to start all over again. And these two weeks were in vain. Uh, so I'm going to continue to be persistent even on vacation. I'm going to be consistent. Um, maybe if I'm 20 pounds down the road, maybe I can do that. But right now, no, I'm going to. So we have a decision to make. And if I go on vacation and just eat whatever I want, ladies, what happens when I come back and I get on that scale, it's judgment day. <laughs> and I'm most likely going to have gained if I didn't exercise or anything while on vacation. And, and what does that do? That deflates and we become what? Weary. We become weary. We look at the scale and we go all oh, the work that I did, but we know that if my body doesn't care if I'm on vacation, I may go on vacation, but my body functions the same on vacation as it does when I'm here at home. And so whatever I put in, I'm going to see on the scale. If I'm not eating right, my body doesn't care if it's on vacation, if, if I'm here at work, whatever, it's going to function the same. Why? Cause our body and the way it's made up is consistent. It's consistent, bad junk and food in bad junk and food is going to show up on the outside. Good, uh, eating habits and exercise is going to show up on the outside. Consistent. Our body, the way it's made up is consistent. And so the same applies to the spiritual realm. The same rules apply the same law. In fact, the law of sowing and reaping is a spiritual law. The law of seed time and harvest is a spiritual law. So if I'm consistent in my daily prayer, that's what fervent prayer is about. It's, there's a word, when you look up fervor, there's a word committedness. I, I didn't know that was a word. Committedness. If I commit to pray every single day, Every single day, no matter the opposition to my schedule, no matter what it is, if I'm consistent to do that, I'm going to have consistent results. And so if I'm inconsistent, I will have inconsistent results because it says the effectual, fervent, committed, and consistent prayers of a righteous, not I'm praying today and I expect the Lord to answer right now. And if he doesn't, I'm going to grow weary and I'm just going to stop. No, that's not consistent. That is not the attitude that works with the things of the spirit. So I usually tell people this. The way we do anything is the way we do everything. And so if I have a hard time being consistent, you know, in my weight loss journey, if I have a hard time, I I'm going to be inconsistent in other, that inconsistency is going to show up in other areas of my life. If I'm not intentional. And so I have to be real intentional. There are times where I will start off and I'll say, Lord, I'm going to sit at your feet every single day. And there have been times in my life in the past when I've done this and I look in my journal and it will be three weeks that I have nothing written in there. That's not me anymore. That doesn't happen anymore. Why? Because I became con consistent, but intentional about my consistency. Why? Because 
I don't care. There are no competing desires. My desire in this is to please the Lord and to hear from him. And if I want to hear from him more clearly, I've got to sit and be listening and become real familiar with his voice. And the only way to do that is to develop a routine where I sit and listen to him over and over and over again. So I tell people this, if you have problems being consistent with an activity that pleases the Lord that uh, no one sees you do, start with your consistency with things people see you do. God gave me a whole coaching program around spiritual growth and helping people uh, to engage and to be consistent about things. And, uh, and he dropped that in my heart when I saw people struggling, uh, even with just consistent in their church attendance. Because again, the way we do everything, anything is the way we do everything. So I, it, it's consistency in church attendance. Start there. That's something we can see. And so, and we can help with, people can help you with that, encourage you, text you, come on, I'll pick you up. I'll sit next to you. And the coaching program that I have is around that to where I will text you on Monday morning and ask you what you get in church. And that's where that starts for the spiritual growth. And then from there, we move on to other things, but I can't help someone who I don't sit seeing in front of me every week as a pastor, as a pastor. And so I say, start being consistent in that and that where people could see if it's dieting and exercise, think of something that you can help get somebody to be a buddy with you in your prayer life, hook up with someone and say, I need some help, you know, text me and, and help me with this. You know, we're not supposed to do this faith journey alone. We're not. Uh, if, if consistency in your prayer life is a problem, join us every weekday. At least you're getting a Monday through Friday. Join us. If you can't do it uh, at this time, set an alarm to when you can and put this in as a part of your routine. We're not doing this just because we enjoy and we like to hear ourselves and this. No, it's it. I'm doing this as long as it's fruitful. As long as people are, are getting something from it, we're doing it because the Lord tells us to do it. And if there's fruit in it, that is what pleases God. And so, you know, we've got to, uh, we put, uh, protective things around our routines and our schedules. There are things you will not compromise in your schedule. There are things, think about the things that you will, if you have bathroom time and you got to go to the bathroom, you are not compromising that you are in there. Why? Cause it's necessary. Well, Spiritual nourishment is necessary. It's necessary as you taking a shower, brushing your teeth. You never get to a point where you go, you know, I've brushed my teeth for 40 years. I think I'm going to stop starting today. I'll be fine. No, it will start to deteriorate. You won't see it for a few days, but some people won't be able to get around you. You know what I mean? And then it will show up on the outside. Spiritual nourishment is important. And we talk about getting in the word a lot and, and because it, it, it's required to live a life of faith and to have a, a, an effective prayer life. Amen. So let's pray about consistency today. And it takes the strength of the Lord because our body opposes doing anything that uh, is spiritual. <laughs> it just opposes it, especially if it's an, if we have an unrenewed mind in certain areas and we have let our flesh lead us for a long period of time. And so uh, I'm telling you, there is help. 
And our help comes from the Lord and he will put people in our lives. He has put people in my life that they don't know they're mentoring me from a distance because I'll turn on whatever their, their message or whatever. And I'll listen to it over and over again. And it feeds my spirit and it nourishes me when people testify of God's goodness, even in our faith family or share a message, it blesses me. And I take that to heart and I say, Oh, if it can happen to them, it can happen to me. And so, uh, I encourage you don't do life without others in the household of faith, uh, get them involved, ask for help and ask the Holy spirit for help. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that your word tells us everything we need to know to live a life that not only pleases you because, but a life that pleases you is a life that is fruitful is a, it bears much fruit. And that means that we're living a prosperous life. We're living the life that Jesus came to give us, which you said that you came to give us eternal life and eternal life starts now. It doesn't just start when we die. It starts now. It's a life far better. It says in Ephesians that we have ever dreamed. And so a life far better than we could ever plan for ourselves or imagine. And Ephesians three also says that you do exceed abundantly above all that we ask or think. That's the kind of life that you have authored for us. And that's the kind of life that we desire. And so father, we thank you that we have the ability to be consistent and persistent in our prayer life. We are, we have the ability to be consistent and persistent in our devotion, our time of personal devotion with you. We have a, a, an opportunity and the ability to be consistent and persistent in our church attendance. We have the opportunity and ability to be consistent and persistent in pleasing you. Why do we have the ability? Because you've told us to do these things. And so the Holy Spirit has been given to us. You sent him to us because he is the one who will help us live a life that pleases you and do the things that you have called us to do. And so Holy Spirit, we thank you for your help today. We thank you for your help today. And we thank you that the word says that if we'll not be weary, if we'll not give up, if we'll not succumb to the, 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 uh, things that a oppose us or opposition or the things that obstacles that come, if we'll not succumb to those things that we will reap a harvest. And you said it will be the harvest. The, the measure that we meet will be measured back to us. And so father, we go beyond the necessary like you do. We go beyond the uh, expected or the ordinary and we do the extraordinary with your help. We do the extra with your help. We do it abundant. We go beyond the way you are. <laughs> Hallelujah. We do it. We do it. And we do it with the help of the Holy spirit. And I thank you for the fruit that we bear. You said Jesus, that they will know the world will know that we're your disciples because the love that we have for others and because the fruit that our life 
produces. And so we thank you that we reap a harvest of much fruit, much fruit, Father God. We have fruitful lives that give you honor and glory. And so we thank you for it. We thank you for it, that our life bears fruit that honors and glorifies you because we are consistent and persistent in the things that you desire for us to do in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We're consistent and persistent in expressing our thanks to you, expressing our thanks to others. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. You are great and glorious, and your name is to be praised. We thank you, Father, and we thank you for the the people that you've placed in our lives. We thank you for our faith family, for every single one. We thank you, Father God, for them. We ask that you continue to work in them, to will, and to do of your good pleasure as you said you would. We thank you for all your promises that are yes, and we add our amen, so it shall be to them in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. We give you praise and honor and glory in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. We thank you, Father, for the salvation that we have, that we found in you. Salvation, that that we live a life that is filled with peace and joy in the Holy Ghost and righteousness. We live a life of soul peace. Hallelujah. Our minds are at peace. We're at rest in the name of Jesus. That's what your salvation provides. We are whole and complete with nothing missing and nothing broken. Our families are whole and complete with with nothing missing and nothing broken. We speak to our families right now and we say they align with God's will and with his word right now in the name of Jesus. Everything that is out of place will come into divine alignment right now in the name of Jesus. Anything that is out of order will come to divine order right now in our lives in the name of Jesus. We call you into divine alignment right now in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Our angels go to work right now. They minister on our behalf. Oh, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, they are on divine assignment, working, working on our behalf right now in Jesus name. And we don't stand in the way, but we speak the word because that is what they act on. And so we say that our children are obedient to the Lord. And we say that we get along with our spouses. We submit and, 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 and we honor the Lord in our marriages and in our families, in our faith family. We stay away from strife and contention and every evil work. And we thank you, Father, that your word is producing much fruit on the inside of every single one of us in the name of Jesus. 
Jesus. And we thank you for a harvest of good, a harvest of good, because you said that every good and perfect gift is from above. And then you said you've put every good thing on the inside that pertains to life and godliness. And so we stir up the gift. We stir up the gifts that are on the inside of us. We stir them up by faith right now and the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Orotosha lebrando no suda, lembrando sugro moshina lebranda, imbro sukote, mandrande chi ibro, iglandesh de lebrando vroboseke, nambra si keshta. We touch that with our faith right now in the name of Jesus and we call it done according to your word in the name of Jesus. Be it done according to your faith, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Be it done according to your persistent faith. Faith is consistent and persistent. And so be consistent and persistent in your faith today and receive the rewards of that consistency. Receive the harvest of that persistency today. Amen. Glory to God. We thank God for his word. We thank him for his spirit today and we thank him that he, his word is working mightily on the inside. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, good morning, Linwood. God bless you today. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. We thank you all for joining us today and, uh, just let God have his way in your life. Put your hands to the plow as it tells us to and, and be faithful to that which he's called us to. Amen. There's much reward, much harvest of good. Amen. Glory to God. Have an awesome day in the Lord. I love you all. God bless you. And I will see you